Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. All right, my friend. Hello. Hello. I am so glad that you are here with me right now because, boy, mm, this is a big one. <laughs> I made it almost a complete two years of isolating, of careful working and limited socializing, but it happened. I tested positive for COVID. And the thoughts that have been flying around through my brain nugget have been kind of perfect podcast fodder. So I simply had to share. You see, pain and sickness are part of the human experience. And yet we avoid them. You all know how I avoided this COVID thing for almost two years now. Um... Or if you don't know, if you are just joining the pod for the first time, I would place myself on the cautious side of the spectrum, uh, somewhere in between I only leave the house to work and I have truly forgotten my mask at home two times. In two years, forgotten a mask actually twice. Um, I am fully vaxxed and boosted. I wear latex gloves at the gas station and going through TSA. Um, I do not go to in-person auditions. I've just not been comfortable with that yet. So if those are helpful metrics, then that's me. That's where I stand with COVID. Um, anyways, I am currently facing the harsh reality that I have tested positive. And although my symptoms are mild, I feel awful emotionally. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between feeling sick and feeling stupid or guilty or embarrassed. So buckle up because this is riveting. <laughs> really, truly, it is riveting. Um, whether you've had COVID or have COVID or haven't had COVID, if you are a human being, you will want to know how to tell the difference between feelings, as in sensations, like a sore throat, and feelings, as in emotions, like guilt or shame. If you are a human, you will probably want to know how to keep yourself from unnecessary suffering, and you will for sure want to know how to process the feelings that you can control so that you are not perpetually wrestling with reality or trying to trick yourself into thinking positive thoughts all the time so that the negative circumstances of the world just go away. <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about wins. Yes, I have COVID and I am still here jazzed about celebrating a win with you. Today, I am celebrating successfully compiling my very first ever budget proposal. I am proposing a budget for my Words That Move Me community. 
um, to apply for fiscal sponsorship for the calendar year of 2022. I'm a little bit behind. Forgive me. Um, but I'm really proud of this effort. It was something I had never done before, learned a lot about, like super steep learning curve in the process, and now it's done, and I know how to do it. So I'm super flexing um, that muscle, the the learning muscle, and feeling very accomplished for doing something that I've never done and that I think is very important. More on that soon. Um, but that's what's going on with me. Now you go. Tell me what's going well in your world. Congratulations. I'm thrilled for you. Please keep winning. Please be safe. Mask up. I wear two on airplanes. <laughs> um, wash your hands. Drink lots of water. Be kind to yourself and keep winning. Okay, now let's dig into the meat of this, shall we? I'm going to start by getting a few definitions out of the way. Sensations, like dizziness or burning yourself with a curling iron or an eyelash curler, kind of pinching too close to your eyelid, um, or the sting on your hand when you get uh, hand sanitizer in like a paper cut or hangnail, um, or even becoming aroused. Those are all sensations, feelings in your body that originate in your body and travel to your brain. They are involuntary physical reactions. Emotions, on the other hand, originate in your brain in the form of thoughts, or as I like to call them, sentences in your head. <laughs> That's what thoughts are to me. Uh, and then those thoughts, the sentences in your head, travel to your body. Like uh, when you think you really, really, really want this job so you feel nervous and have that tingling sensation in your stomach or butterflies, as some people like to call them, I have retrained myself to think of them as my potential, just banging on the inside of my stomach trying to get out. So at every audition where I'm nervous, all I have to do is open up, and out comes my potential. I digress. Um, the sensation of butterflies in your stomach comes from thinking, this is really important, I really want this job. You probably have been on a few auditions where you felt a little lower stakes, maybe you're a little less interested, and those butterflies were not there, or were, or were wrapping on your insides slightly less intensely. Um, another example of an emotion, of, of, of a feeling that starts in your brain and moves to your body, is sadness or joy. When you think of something really, really sad, or really, really happy. Like, I've seen a couple memes, y'all, <laughs> that make me think, oh my god, I feel so seen. This is brilliant. And water, like hot water, comes from my eyes. Um, side note again, but my family is notorious for being laugh criers. Uh, we cry and laugh when we are happy and when we are sad. It's incredible. I'm known for, like, a really cathartic super sad cry that ends up in a chuckle. Um, very emotional beings, we Wilsons. Anyways, when I talk about feelings during the rest of this episode, I will try to use the words sensations to explain the involuntary physical reaction side, like the tickle in my throat, 
and I will use the word emotion to explain the the vibration in my body that is caused by what I am thinking. Now, you might want to fight me on this, but what I was taught and what I believe deep in my bones is that there is supposed to be good and bad in the world. The human experience will be positive and negative. Furthermore, I believe that the balance between those two things will be 50-50. Half good, half bad. Half positive, half negative. This is based on the logic that anything wonderful you can think of, anything good that you can dream up, the absence of that thing will be equally not good, equally not wonderful. You truly can't have one without the other. Joy and pain, sunshine and rain, as Maud Arnold so effortlessly sang for us in episode 108. Um, and when you really think about it, even with all of our human and technological advances, even when things do get a little better in some ways, like for example, now I have a Peloton bike in my house and I can work out without leaving, <laughs> some things get a little bit worse. I really believe, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an equal and opposite negative there for the Peloton thing. I mean, I, I suppose we could think about all the power that I am using up by riding a, an electric bicycle that needs to be plugged in and charged and on Wi-Fi and on routers and all the digital baloney that was required to make that a thing. That's probably hurting our planet a little bit more than if I had just put sneakers on and went for a run. But I, I, I digress. <laughs> I really think that our human experience in the world will be 50-50, like a bell curve. At the tail ends, there will be very few extremely awful experiences and very few extremely awesome experiences. But for the majority, our human life is spent somewhere in between. In that big hump in the middle, there's a parking ticket on the kind of not-so-good side, and there's a really delicious latte on the pretty good side, and then there's traffic in L.A. on the not-so-good side, and sunsets on the beach on the positive side. Truly 50-50. And when I believe that life is 50-50... When I believe that most of my human experience will be spent somewhere in between really, really great and really awful, I think, that's okay. That is a deal I am willing to sign. And that is my human deal. Like, that's the human deal that I signed to be a human in the world. Okay, so now we know the difference between sensations and emotions, and we are agreeing. I'm looking at you in the eyes through the microphone, as I say, we are in agreement <laughs> that life, life is 50-50. If not exactly, then pretty roughly. So now let's talk about why that matters. When you think we should always be happy, when you make your agenda to not feel pain, like the sensation or the emotion, you wind up living a very small life. Imagine never running because you might get hurt. Imagine never dancing because you might get hurt. Or never speaking 
because you might say something stupid, or never saying I love you because someone might not say it back. Right? If you spend your entire life avoiding pain, you will live a very small life. And when we allow ourselves to feel painful emotions and to feel actual physical pain, when we learn how to process these unwanted emotions, when we learn how to feel them and be okay with them being there, instead of resisting them or running away from them or trying to, you know, force them into some positive thought, then we're able to live fuller lives. We move much more quickly through and to whatever emotion is next. Now, what does this have to do with COVID? <laughs> well, COVID has given us all an Ivy League education that we did not sign up for, by the way, um, in, in managing our minds and managing our expectations. COVID is giving me a private lesson in not compounding my pain by judging my pain or trying to tell myself that I shouldn't be feeling this way, or trying to tell myself all the ways I could not be feeling this way. The coulds and the shoulds, that is what I want to talk about right now. When I find myself thinking, I could have blank, or I should have blank, I know that I'm just feeling bad about feeling bad. And that is simply not necessary. It gives the negative side of that emotional spectrum, of that bell curve, way too much weight. So let's talk facts. I cannot control that COVID exists. I cannot change that I have it. Could I have stayed in my living room for two years and not gotten COVID? Probably. Could I have gotten something else? <laughs> depressed, <laughs> vitamin D deficient, or so on or so on, I could have stayed in my house for two years and still gotten it from my husband who leaves and from a package that comes or blah, blah, blah. This conversation that I'm having right now is exactly why we were here. The coulds, the shoulds, the hypotheticals. Whenever I find myself thinking those thoughts, I know I'll wind up down there on the mat, wrestling with reality and giving myself an emotional black eye in the process. Here's an example. I got a positive COVID test. That is a circumstance. Unchangeable, provable, agreeable by all. Those are the facts. My first thought was, I am so stupid. I should have done things differently. Followed by, I shouldn't have traveled. I shouldn't have lowered my mask to drink on the plane. I shouldn't have peed at the airport. I could have just stayed home. And when I think that way, I feel ashamed, embarrassed, guilty, and sad. All feelings that I have felt before, <laughs> all feelings that I certainly know how to feel, but when I feel them, typically my actions, my, my body responds by curling up, moving slow, if at all, f busying myself with mindless medial tasks, kid you not, started a little laundry. Yep, about two hours after I got my test results back, I was like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do that will help me to not feel ashamed and sad? Oh, I know, I'll just make progress on my laundry. <laughs> right. When I feel guilty, 
ashamed, embarrassed, sad. I put blinders on myself. I put blinders on my life. I do really small things. I don't look at the big picture. I tell myself about all the things I did wrong, and that is where I focus. The result, from thinking I'm so stupid and things should be different, is that I don't get smarter, and I beat myself up for being who I am, for being the person who did the things I did. Can you see how thinking the thought, I am stupid and things should be different, creates a net negative? It is not a useful thought. Now, we know I can't change my test results. I cannot change the physical sensations in my body. But I can change the way I'm thinking. I can manage my mind. For the record, immediately on the heels of those two sentences, manage my mind and change the way I'm thinking does not mean that I should jump to choosing positive thoughts. Receiving a positive COVID test and choosing the thought, I love having COVID. How lucky, how fabulous, how fortuitous is this? Would not make anything better. It certainly wouldn't make my COVID go away. Actually, that type of thinking is a perfect example of trying to avoid the unwanted feeling and escape off to happiness. That is not the goal, my friend. Managing your mind, aka doing thought work, as I often call it, is about awareness first, and then processing, and then making a decision. The awareness is the aha moment of realizing that, wow, it is not COVID that is making me feel embarrassed, sad, and guilty. It's thinking that I'm stupid that's doing that. COVID is making my throat tickle. That's different. The second step is processing, getting good at thinking the thought and feeling the feeling and knowing their connection, then letting it go and understanding it. Then, only then, can you decide if you want to change the thought. After processing my embarrassment and sadness and guilt and shame, really being with them for some time, <laughs> I have decided to choose a new thought about my posit positive COVID test result. About my positive COVID test result. I've decided to think that COVID is a chapter in my very full life's story, which, by the way, is a cross-genre rom-com drama thriller western musical, and it is in theaters and on screens near you. Um, <laughs> when I, all joking aside, uh, when I think that this is a chapter in my full life's story, I feel open like a book, actually. Hmm, that's poetic. I feel open to the story being awful and tragic and tearful. I feel open to there maybe being a happy ending. I feel open to sharing it. And when I feel open, I don't shrink. I get bigger. I actively reach out for information, for help, to inform people of what is going on. I record this podcast. I process my feelings. I let them evolve naturally without judgment. I move on and I stay moving. 
and I stay inside. <laughs> and as a result, I keep living a full life, and hopefully I help others to do the same. Oh, and I don't kick myself while I'm down. See, most of the time, I think we're simply feeling bad because we feel bad, because we think we shouldn't be feeling bad. Thinking that it should be some other way compounds the, the, the painful emotions. If we can just drop the shoulds and the coulds, we might be able to move through life with more power, more freedom, more emotional freedom at the very, very least. And my friends, your thoughts, your emotions are something so, so, so special because no one can control them. No one can police them or change them. Not without your permission anyways. Not without you deciding to change them. So please cherish them. Your feelings. The vibrations in your body. Feel them. Process them through. Allow them. Even especially the painful ones. Remember, the goal is not freedom from pain. The goal is the ability to process through it and decide what you'll think about it. That is what I have for you today, my friends. I will be isolating, resting, drinking all the fluids, and might even give the Lord of the Rings trilogy another run <laughs> for the second time this year. I'm grateful that my symptoms seem to be mild, and I'm hoping that they stay that way, doing everything within my power to keep myself and others safe and healthy. So please do be safe out there. Be kind to yourself and other people. And of course, keep it funky. I will talk to you soon. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Bree Reitz. And a big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. And also a massive thanks to you, the mover, who is no stranger to taking action. I will not stand in the way of you taking action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I cannot keep you from visiting thedanawilson.com to join our mailing list. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. And of course, if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community, I will 100% not stop you. Visit thedanawilson.com to become a member and get a peek at everything else I do that is not a weekly podcast. Keep it funky, everyone.